0: Hello, and welcome to Growing Up with Dr. Sarah. Wow, I cannot believe it is the middle of August. I don't know about you, but time goes by so fast. In fact, it goes by so fast that I'm going to talk today about some tips to sending your child off to college, and also talk about sibling separation, which is something we don't really think about when our, especially if it's an oldest older sibling, goes off to college, but when they do, your heart's going to burst and it's going to burst with pride. It's going to burst with heartache too. Let me tell you, it's a mix of like celebration and sadness, right? I realized that moment when we moved Gabe. So just to remind everybody, I have Gabriel and I have Benjamin, two boys, and they're about four years apart. So when Gabe graduated high school and was going off to college. Then Ben was going to be starting high school as a freshman. So I'd have a freshman in college, freshman in high school. And I realized the day that we moved Gabe in to his dorm at college, that our home, our family dynamics just would never be the same. And it was, of course, you know, Like I said, your your heart just is mixed with emotions because you're so excited for them. I mean, I think back of college for me and it was probably one of the best times of my life. And so you're super excited for your child. But at the same time, you know, like life will never be the same again. It's a new chapter, people say, but are you really ready for it? and are the siblings that are left behind you know siblings feel the absence of a child you know an older sibling leaving for for college just like our parents do so I figured what I would start with is I want to go over some tips to sending your child off to college. And I want to tell you that I adapted these tips from, uh, Pine Rest Christian Mental Health Services, um, which is an online resource. So I wanted to give them a shout out because it was, f- um, an article that I read from, from their website that I thought really honed in on it. So I'm going to kind of summarize it. And of course I'm going to add a little bit. Um, to it. So I mentioned that, yeah, this is a whole different role for you, right? But you've got to know and expect accept this new parenting role, okay? So your, col- your college students still need you, rest assured, but now you have to transition into a newfound role with grace and confidence that's going to allow your child to engage in college life free from guilt, That's what we want. We don't want them worrying about us either, you know. Until this point, your child's life, you've established expectations as a parent. And you've provided consequences and rewards for every decision your child makes. But now you're finding yourself needing to employ prompts that are gentle, that redirects, that nudges him or her back to the center of the expectations that you helped them learn while they were in your home so that they will continue to remind themselves what some of those limits for per se and good choices really are about. You kind of go from like that supervisory function or manager to, it's interesting what the article called is, More like a CEO. And if we think about chief executive officers, you know, they are supposed to believe in their people and consult them. You've heard them say, I wonder what would happen if you tried this, or I can see you've thought this well planned out and then check in. So it's kind of the same thing now that your child is going to college. You're kind of like gone from like micromanaging everything in their life from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep. And I shouldn't say micromanaging, managing in general, right? Try not to micromanage, right? But now you're kind of like the CEO where you basically have given them the tools and you're giving them the opportunity to like really think on their own. I remember John and I were sitting there thinking to ourselves and he brought up a great point. And he said, you know, now when they call because there's an issue, it's going to be a lot harder to, you know. Maybe drop everything and help. Of course, there's certain situations where we would, but sometimes you just have to say to your, um, use your new parenting role and say to your now college student, well, what are you going to do about it? Tip number two is to come to terms with your loss. So yeah, sending your child off to college is difficult. And no matter what mind tricks you might play on yourself, saying goodbye is going to hurt. I'll tell you, I still cry. (laughs) Especially when I say goodbye to Ben, because he doesn't live, you know, here in Ohio with us anymore. And of course, he always has a home here with us. But uh, when he left for college in 2014, he's really not moved back. So I've really had to come to terms big time that, you know, he definitely has um, spread his wings and flown and and has landed in some great opportunities for him because of his hard work. Now Gabe as well, but he is close still close by, which of course I love. But every time when Ben leaves and I know it's gonna be months before I see him, I still cry. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna feel it's gonna hurt. And you don't know when it's gonna hit you. It could hit you while you're packing, it could hit you while you're driving, it could hit you like a bolt when you're setting up their ch- your dorm right? The dorm room. So just be prepared for that and come to terms with it. And maybe it's not going to happen until you actually pull away. But let a few tears leak because it's okay. This is expected. And your tears are very much appreciated for most children. What you're experiencing is grief. And it's a unique kind of grief. But you can experience to you can experience this just like any other typical stage i mean think about it i remember when they got on that bus for the first time for kindergarten it was it was hard but you've got to work through this transition and you know you got to do it not just for yourself but also for your family your spouse and for the child you just left off and If you, but you don't have to do this alone. You know, number three is establish a support presence, not just with somebody, uh, you know, a friend, a spouse, or even if it's a a pastor or a therapist. If if it's really significant, let it out. But also remind yourself that you are support present presence from a healthy (laughs) diff. Sorry, guys, from a healthy distance, right? for your child now. You're still supportive. They're still your kid. They still need you. But we want to make sure that it is, you're ready and you're comfortable with that. And don't ever underestimate the power of your presence. At the same time, allow your child to establish boundaries for where you belong in their day, in their day-to-day schedule. But like I said, don't worry, you still belong. Allowing your child the ability to set parameters, you're empowering them to deliver, develop the assertiveness that will take them far in life. So, what are some of these boundaries? So, I guess what I'm trying to say is, look, you still want to be a part of their life, but talk to your kid ahead of time. Don't wait until like you're dropping them off. You want to respect their child's newfound independence while maintaining reasonable expectations for acknowledging and responding to us right <laughs> so by doing that is saying hey um these are some questions can i follow you when you know on a social media connection what are you going to do about like frequent phone calls or texts you know for some kids and parents a brief daily check-in is the perfect solution others prefer a scheduled weekly call or a call just as needed or when the mood strikes so and every kid is different too right Some parents are blessed, like I was, for Gabriel at least, to have their students attending locally. And so you want to set some parameters about when you can visit because, honestly, you don't, you know, we need to give them that time to grow. And first and foremost, you want to make sure that your child is prepared for your coming, you know, and don't feel like guilty or even rejected if they just. Don't have the time that you're anticipating it can be. I hope I'm making some sense in this because this is probably one of the most difficult part is. And that is, like I mentioned, establishing a support presence, but from a distance. For me, it was a little bit easy because Gabe played college football. And so what was really fun was that we were able to go and watch his football games weekly. But we did set some boundaries about after the game and so on. Sometimes we would have dinner together. Sometimes he would go on and have fun with his friends. But either way, it was a great way to connect. And we did it without any argument. And it was fun. And for me, it was a great time in my life, too. Tip number four, wrap them up as you let them go. So your child bound, your college bound child needs to hear your heart. Now this can be done at home or early on moving day. And the risk of saving this for the final goodbye is just way too much. So I just recommend, you know, having a little, you know, discussion and, and set up some time And talk about um, time management, talk about the pitfalls of of dorm life, and make sure that you return to the central message of belief that you have a belief in your child and that you love them, right? Let them know they have what it takes and they're never alone and reassure them that you're going to be there to walk them through these years, some things that that can help I tell parents ahead of time is find out like are there camp counselors, are there other or campus counselors, are there mental health professionals, what building do they go to if they need to to see like a healthcare provider, like a clinic for example. And one thing that I love telling kids ahead of time is find out if your teachers have open office hours. I would tell you that at most colleges and universities, professors are required to have that open hours, and many say it is these encounters that they see their their students do their best work. Take care of you. That's tip number five. As you pull away from the dorms and head back to an emptier house, it may serve you well to have some outing with friends or activities with your spouse all lined up ahead of time. This is especially true if your home is going to be quiet. New emptiness to occupy your thoughts for a bit, right? But these thoughts come rushing in your mind and be kind to yourself. Know that you've contributed to a, developing a wonderful human being and that you've given him or her the tools to succeed. And there's going to be countless opportunities with your child still. I told you it's a different chapter, but it doesn't mean that they're out of your life. And like I mentioned, these years are most likely going to be some of the best of your child's life. Now I mentioned saying goodbye and and you know how tough it is and it's okay to cry. Let me share you a story. So one of the things and it kind of bridges the next discussion and that is about sibling separation, okay? One thing I do recommend when it comes to helping the younger sibling or siblings adjust to this newfound change is have them help you. So Ben and Gabe have been very close. Ben used to, in elementary school, take one of Gabe's pictures, like school pictures, to school. And I remember one year he actually taped it to his desk, which was so heartwarming. And so I knew at that point that this was going to be difficult for Ben too. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about how each child can act differently. But again, I'm going back to the story with Gabe and Ben. So the morning that we were going to have to move Gabe in, we had a schedule because Not only did he have a window where he could move into the dorm, but there were meetings. He had some media things he had to do for the football team, getting his uniform, et cetera, right? So all all four of us pull in, you know, pack up the car. Gabe uh, packed up his car. And wouldn't you know, our 13-year-old chocolate lab, Coco, was not acting right that very morning. Now, let me remind you that Coco, we did, um, we got Coco when Gabe was in kindergarten. So now Gabe's going off to his, you know, move into his dorm, and we were stuck because we really wanted this, you know, this was a big day. We're like, oh, shoot, what do we do about the dog? Needs to see somebody. So luckily, John took the dog to the vet, and they said, look, you guys go on your way and do what you got to do, and we'll keep you posted. So that's what we did. And we moved Gabe in and everything was going fine and smoothly. And I remember that John and I and Benjamin were standing in the street, not in the street, but on the sidewalk and Gabe was inside and we got the call that Coco wasn't going to make it. And we cried and cried. Then we pulled ourselves together because we didn't want to ruin it for Gabe and found a better moment, which that's a whole nother story to, to let Gabe know. And that was hard for him too, but it was at that time that John and I realized, wow, we got this dog in kindergarten and now he's actually dying and he was totally fine the day before. He's actually passing away on the day that we move him into college as if to say, I did my job, I raised my boy and now it's time for me to go. So I did mention earlier that Gabe was at a college that wasn't that far away, which was wonderful. And so at the very end of the day, the coach had a meeting with all the families and the kids. And the coach said, OK, parents, families now hug and kiss your son goodbye, because, you know, he's basically mine now and uh, our family, all four of us sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And it's funny now when we think about it, but it was so heartbreaking because not only were we saying goodbye to Gabe, not only did we realize that our life would never be the same again, that we had this new and exciting chapter for him and for us, but that we'd also lost our beloved Coco. Now, the funny story about this is basically the next year, he's still playing football, Same schedule, same day, same coach saying, okay, say goodbye to your son. And one of our friends, bless his heart, says, are the Adams going to cry again? (laughs) Because if you think about it, we were only about 45 minutes away. So it was a little overbearing, but it was mostly because not only were we heartbroken about saying goodbye to Gabe, but also to our beloved Coco. So... We had to transition to college games, Friday night games, juggling our schedules, but we felt so blessed at the same time. And the best blessing that I found after Gabe left was it got to a point that if I really wanted to know what was going on with Gabe, I would ask Ben. Their relationship got stronger. And I do say that that's obvious because of technology, but there's no question This is a difficult transition, but to know that our our sons were communicating probably more than they ever did before he went to school was so heartwarming. The house was very quiet. So Gabe, it tends to be a talker like his mom, and Ben tends to be a little bit more quiet. So all of a sudden we found ourselves in a situation where like, wow, is Ben even home? And we kind of joke about it now. But don't forget that this is a loss for the sibling too. And the, and how that sibling responds and reacts depends on their age. It depends on their relationship with their their older sibling and the family dynamics. Some can be completely indifferent about it all, especially if the college student is living close by. Some can feel a sense of loss, especially if the older sibling has taken on more of a parental role. Sometimes it can be a sense of relief because they didn't get along. And sometimes there's benefits from, well, not sometimes, but there are benefits from extra parental focus. I guess I should say, yeah, this is, um, sometimes that may not be a benefit to some kids, but I think there's a way to make it beneficial. So what do we do to help? So most importantly, we want to approach this with empathy and listen. You know, Ben helping Gabe move into the dorm m- helped make him a big part of the whole day's activities. So, when a sibling moves away, share how you feel with these changes in your house in your household, and ask them to. How do they feel about it? How do they feel about these changes? Which is a great way to help children build that emotional intelligence, that resiliency. Allow your child to share reactions and feelings and be sure to validate them. Reflect on positive memories with with the sibling that's left at home and discuss with your children that you're going to continue to keep in touch with them, perhaps on an occasional phone call, text or video call. But for my kids, it ended up being more. They actually got closer. Keep younger siblings informed, especially if the older sibling is planning to come home for a home visit and plan family events and activities when the older sibling is in town. But also, schedule some trips to go visit or solo trip if the younger sibling is old enough. The bottom line is we want our children to grow up, we want them to be healthy we want to be happy and learn independence and this is such a great new chapter in the life of any family children all over the country are heading to college now and like i said your heart is going to burst with pride or it's going to and it's going to burst with heartache and so don't forget that you're not alone in this and don't forget about that sibling that has been left at home, because their needs need to be addressed as well. Benjamin then went off to college four years later, and of course he went to a college that was not in-state. Boy, let me tell you, that was hard to say goodbye, because of course as soon as I get home I wanted to turn around and go back and pick it up. So no matter how you prepare yourself, just be kind to yourself and realize, again, that this is wonderful and that this is such an exciting time. And I'll tell you, that's what got me through it, to be honest. People would say, oh, how do you feel about being an empty nest? Are you sad, etc.? And I said, you know what? I am so proud and happy and so excited for my boys that there's just no way that I could just fill this whole experience with sadness. So it's okay to feel your feelings, but it's also okay to be super excited for your new chapter in your life. Well, I hope this has helped a little bit transition yourself to this new way of life for your family, and especially for your child and the siblings that you've left at home We'll continue to talk a little bit about different transitions in family life, no matter what it is. And that's what I love about the podcast is it gives me an opportunity to just talk about things that in the office we just don't get time to. So even though your heart's about to burst with pride or heartache, it is also going to be a very exciting time. And I hope these tips have helped. And please remember to follow me wherever you enjoy your shows like Spotify or Apple podcast. And remember, we're growing up together.